when you're at a job, you're doing a lot more than making bank. You're developing a reputation. You're developing a character that the people you're working with carry with them. In my entire work history, I've only gotten one job that didn't involve an insider. Somebody to vouch for you. I'm the same. You, but you have to earn that. It's not like, hey, I want to get my friend this job. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same. I got here the same way. I got here the same way. Yeah. It, when, when you're young, you don't bring a great deal to the table. But what you can bring to the table is a work ethic, even if you're hating it. Mm -hmm. Even if you're hating it, you're developing a track record that sticks with people. And those are the people that will help you in the future. And you're going to help them, too. This, this is how this works. Um, other learning about networking and yeah. social networking. <laughs> but but the that, master. But from the personal perspective, it's your performance that produces whether the network has value at all. And that's something I didn't really consider at the time. I just happened to have done a good job. Now I see, man, you lucked out. You just happened to have not let your attitude get the best of you. And I see a lot of people let their attitude get the best of them and like sure. slam dunk torch the, the entire thing leave with as bad a, an impression on everybody's minds as possible that will hurt you in the future oh yeah and i've seen people exit situations in a totally ill-informed and crass manner it's mm. like who gave you advice to to break up with a company via whatever mechanism you did through and mm -hmm. not provide proper notice. And I mean, mm -hmm. a company owes you money, you owe them work. Well, on the surface, there's really nothing else that exists. However, um, you know, while an employer can't give a negative referral, they cannot give a referral. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's mm -hmm. that's another point is mm -hmm. that, that make having seen a lot of people that have exited at, in a blaze of personal glory, as I'm sure they saw it, yeah. they don't even know when it costs them in the future. So they can't even learn from it down the road. They don't even realize that people are, no, screw this guy. This is a bad choice. You never hear that. Just be awesome all the time. Kids that might be listening, do not burn bridges. Do not. Do not leave an organization in a flight of passion. Um... Don't take a fire hose to the server room. <laughs> Man, that hardcore. <laughs> that would be shitty. I'll burn a hole. That would be a yeah, very woo! shitty thing that is likely criminally liable. Mm. Yeah, but it, 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 I understand how adolescently satisfying the idea of that mm. kind of behavior is. Believe me. I do it verbally every so often. But the quote that sticks with me when it comes to this that summarizes it is actually from Total Recall. You are what you do. Damn. Oh, you do, man. You are what you do. Yeah. As far as the outside world is concerned, it may not be the actual you, but in terms of this, you are what you do in the minds of others. And thank you for tuning into the eltoro.com podcast. This is our 25th episode or silver anniversary. 
as many would call it. So what we wanted to do is take this opportunity to highlight some of our employees and some of the goings on at El Toro uh, over the course of the past year, over the past couple of years, maybe some of our favorite moments. Um, take this opportunity to um, introduce my two co-hosts here. Uh, so I'm Stadler, um, and we host this podcast uh, very regularly, but I have uh, Chris McConnell, who very well may be the son of Mitch McConnell. We have not uh, figured that out yet. Um, and we also have Jeremy Ficklin. Now, uh, both of these guys have very eclectic backgrounds. Um, so Jeremy Ficklin comes to the party with a rich background in music and audio production, information technology, animal rescue, and a slew of other endeavors. Now, he entered the work world in 97. So Jeremy has been there for the dot-com bubble growing. He was there for the crash. He was there for its resurgent, and he has been involved in this field professionally ever since the late 90s. So Jeremy comes with a wealth of information, especially when it comes to networking um, and really understanding the infrastructure required to, one, run a company, two, I mean, probably most poignantly to run a data center um, is where your chops were honed. And I mean, I'll let you kind of talk about that in a little bit more detail later. Um, now, Jeremy is also an artist. Um, he is very heavily involved in music. So, you know, Jeremy is known by the name Caesaris. And he's composed and released three self-produced albums. Um, he's got a film score to his credit. He's active in the Louisville music scene. Um, he's been mixing, mastering, um, engineering, and most recently um, working on an album by Louisville's own Forest and the Photons. Um, now, I'm not familiar with that music, but if Jeremy had anything to do with it, I know that the production value is spot on. Excellent album. <laughs> so, um, now, Jeremy and his wife are also very active in the animal rescue community, and I want to say that that's actually how I first got introduced to you, is through the animal rescue community oh. way back in the day. Um, now, they, they serve on the board of a local animal rescue, the No-Kill Louisville. Um, now, Jeremy is the director of media and public relations, and as I mentioned earlier, that is a mission that he and his wife have shared and worked on together since 2000 and... It, it fades in. Okay. You start small, and it snowballs from there. But, you know, involved in that rescue, 2013, early 2013, if I recall. Post-apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jeremy's from Knoxville, Tennessee. We won't hold that against him. Um, now, he made Louisville his home in 2007. What I find very interesting, and this is this is my kind of bachelor party. Uh, Jeremy's bachelor party was a land party, um, which is kind of you know. Was it really? Yes. Dude, that's that's cool. I mean, most of the time awesome. you end up going out to some crummy bars that you go to all the time, doing the exact same stuff you do in the same town that you've been in for years, and that's cool. I had I had thumbs up for what you typically associate with a bachelor party. You go do your thing, you know, and I had the green light, but. No, I'm going to have some friends over, and we're going to play Unreal Tournament and Quake until the wee oh, hours of the morning. Great. I was about to ask what game you were Was playing? this like the original Quake? Or Quake 3 Arena. There, okay, so there was a... Okay, I didn't realize that there were other Quakes. I only played like late 90s Quake. Yeah. Yeah, Quake 3. Yeah, no, I knew, I knew that one. <laughs> yeah, 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 whatever. When, when she came home from her bachelorette's party, and they did, you know, the more typical stuff, um, just running through a gauntlet of dudes. Gauntlet. No, we were all at our we were all at our desks. We were all at our desks, nodded off to sleep, and our characters were just sitting on the screen, just everybody snoring. 
<laughs> I don't, how, how did you come up with the land party idea? I, I was doing them at the time. Uh, we would have. Uh, you mean you were doing? Like well, you, you got to figure. Or like you, you got to figure when you're networking computers and like when you when you want to play and not have any latency on. Yeah. Gosh, I want to call it was like Medal of Honor or something like that was like one of the big games. Uh, that sounds right. Yeah. Uh, Counter Strike was another Counter Strike. Call of Duty. Uh, if yeah. you wanted to play without latency, you had to yeah. be uh, over a LAN network, or you had yeah. to be playing with hardwired connections. I mean, everybody'd come with their entire computer, and it's more yeah. fun if you're together. Yeah, oh, you're, yeah. then you're in a room, kind of, you know, talk shit to each other directly. You exactly, know? exactly. Yeah. I want to look at your eyes yeah. when I'm talking to, shit about to, your mom. I want you to suffer. <laughs> I want to see it happen. I want to see your eye twitch just a little bit before you start to cry. <laughs> the last one I, I hosted, because I've done five or six of them, the last one I hosted, I wound up not even really getting to play because I mm. was making sure everybody was good to go, fixing problems. Oh, I, I'm looking at somebody's screen. I can tell they don't have a mouse pad just by the way it's moving. He needs a mouse pad, and you need food, and I'm running around yes. doing that, but... Yeah, those were those were so much fun. So I guess you, some of your other pastimes we're talking. You like to watch space launches. You like to watch mm. SpaceX specifically. We had a we had a watch party for previous SpaceX launch here last yeah, year. Yeah, that Falcon uh, Heavy. And you are, you consider yourself to be a connoisseur of some fine things in life, but most importantly, you're a connoisseur of snide sarcasm. Absolutely. Mm. No, not you. So so dry and deadpan that hopefully it's, it doesn't even go noticed for what it actually is. <laughs> See, and that's what I appreciate. That's what I appreciate. Something that, like, somebody references back five minutes earlier and they realize, that, that motherfucker is funny. <laughs> he is funny. <laughs> and that was great, and I didn't even appreciate it in mm -hmm. real time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, McConnell, you'll have to forgive me. I do not have your bio up here in Oh, that's fine. Man of mystery. I like having a, a mysterious background, you know. <laughs> Illegitimate son of a United States senator. <laughs> it's almost better if we don't know what happened, how I got here. You could be our own Tommy Wisu. Yeah, I am. Like a Tommy Wisu. I might be 40, you know. I might be 18. I might tell you I'm 18. Love it. So, um, and I, I guess we'll, we'll have you tell us what you do later, but Chris, uh, during the day, Chris McConnell is an analyst at El Toro. Um, he does operations. He manages our harvest process. Um, he manages uh, a lot of the training scheduling, things of that nature with respect to some of the younger members of the team and syncing them up with the right um, with the right sales reps and accounts, that kind of stuff. Uh, so that's something that Chris uh, really specializes in here at El Toro. He matches people up like that very nicely. Um, now, out of the office, Chris, you're... you're would you call yourself? I mean, you, you're involved in the music scene here. Hmm. Are you a rocker? Sure. Yeah, I, I'll take that. Yeah, you'll take it. You'll take it. Rock works. Time. Rock. Rock is great. I do more than that, but I, I like rock. Rock is home. So you, know? you like heavy metal music? Big fan. Big, Big fan, fan of heavy metal music. Big. If you ever walk by Chris McConnell, you can hear his headphones <laughs> on his ears. I feel sorry for his wife one day yeah. uh, because she's going to have a lot of trouble getting through to you when you're like 60. Yeah, you know, I'm hard hearing. You're fucked. Oh, yeah, it's over, man. So um, you've already, you already have that? I have that a little bit sometimes. I just tune a lot of stuff out. That's what it is. You see, I can't tell if my hearing's actually going or if my selective hearing is getting really good. I think you're just getting good at understanding very passively what you don't care about. <laughs> Um, right. And that's and when you're in a room full of goons, you know, you really start to get very strong at it. Indeed. Yeah. Before we kind of get too far into the context of this podcast, um, I would like to talk about the bourbon that we are drinking today. Good. And Good. I didn't expect to like it 
as Go. much as I do, but it's incredible. I'm yeah, because I don't drink. It's it's Jim Beam Double Oak, uh, and this is the original run that came out in 2016. Um, you know, we've got a ton of bottles sitting up on the wall upstairs here at El Toro, and this is just happened to be one of the ones that I stripped off, and we had yet to crack open, which is beyond me because we kind of treat our bourbon collection. It's a library; you got to check it out every now and then. It's not a museum. Mm. Uh, we don't we don't get our bourbon to gather dust; we get it for consumption. And I like that. <laughs> this had not been opened, so you know, Jim Beam has a very rich history in the state of Kentucky. They've been around for over 200 years. Um, and they sold their first bottle of corn whiskey over 200 years ago. So that was uh, like 1795, something like that, 1775, whatever it was. Uh, doesn't really matter. Can you guys tell me what the name of that first whiskey sold by what became the Beam Distillery? What was the name of that whiskey? Like brand name what or was classification the brand that they used to sell that bottle of whiskey? It's got to be Johnny Beams, right, Johnny? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very, very, very close. See, I would have assumed this is a trick question. Yeah. yeah and I would have sure. gone with Jim Beam because, you know, whatever. I. Right. I would have to like. Man, I've even done the tour. I should know this. You should know I this. Should. Old Jake Beam. Old Jake. And there, uh, it was old Jake Beam. I wasn't terribly whiskey. far off. No, though. you really weren't. So Johnny Beam was very, very, very Johnny close. Johnny Beam wasn't a bad guy. See but, that? It's a good rule of life, you know? Yeah. But, I mean, the family continues. And I, what I love about it is the family's been involved in it for over seven generations now, which you really don't see. I, I can't cite other businesses other than spirits, wine, um, where the same family have been. Banks. Oh, that's a, fun, Ooh, that's a fun conspiracy we have. Maybe some law firms, but, yeah. you know, that kind of right. gets eaten up with the partnership process over time. Um, farms. Farm, eh, farms, Spirits, yeah. though, it's a good, that's a good observation, because, I mean, well, first off, now, is it is it Booker No that runs Jim Beam now? Am I, am I so, right. no, Booker No died in 2004. One of the Fred No, Fred no. Um, right. is the guy that runs it now. And Good call. we had a guest come into the office a couple of days ago, and he was talking about Fred No, um, and he was talking about you know the process of reviewing bourbon. And I promise, listeners, we will get into the review of this <laughs> bourbon. But a lot of people, you know, they come into reviewing bourbon or spirits or kind of anything for that matter, and it's either I like it or I don't. And if I don't like it, I freaking hate it, which I'm, I'm guilty of doing that quite a bit. I, you know, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm never one to kind of shy away from taking a stance on something. But, um, you know, it, it's, it's more interesting when you can talk about it from a standpoint of just trying to educate people um, and not damaging a brand that someone is trying to pop up or prop up. You yeah, know, trying to articulate the experience. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So it's like if, if somebody's coming out there and they're producing a two-year-old bottle of bourbon or a four-year-old bottle of bourbon, obviously there's not going to be as much complexity as something that's been sitting in a barrel for, you know, 12 years and dealing with the elements yeah. and dealing with age. So there's a way to talk about that and to properly set expectations for somebody who's watching or analyzing that review to see if they really want to give it a whirl. Um, and I, I thought that that made a lot of sense. I'm going to try that. You know, I, I realize I can be kind of scathing with a couple of my reviews, but, you know, obviously this is something I like. So, hey, Fred, no. Thanks for the sauce. Um, full disclosure, 
Jim Beam is not a sponsor of the ElToro.com podcast, but they could be. Could be. So this mash bill, it's 77% core, 13, corn, 13% rye, and 10% malted barley. In my world, anything that's, you know, sub 25 points on the rye scale, even sub 20, I'm usually kind of keying in on that. I like things that are a little bit more corn forward. Um, the interesting aspect of this is the bourbon is aged for four years, just as any normal Jim Beam is. It's put in new um, American charred casks, and then... So it's dumped at the end of that four years, uh, sitting in those casks, and then it's put into a new cask uh, for an undisclosed amount of time until the flavor bill gets right. So, I mean, it could be a month, <laughs> it could be a year, you know, it's Play advertised as a four-plus-year bourbon, uh, and it's 43% ABV. So, when you smell this, let's do a little bit of group think here, y'all. What do you smell? Because I think Jim Beam has one of the most distinct noses. Yeah, this is going to sound weird, but I smell like nut. You know what I mean? All right, now I know what you all think. Don't look at me what like that. What are you that. talking about, man? I, I didn't say anything. <laughs> I didn't say shit. <laughs> you, know, you, know what I, you know what I mean? Like, it's got like, no, a, I do. like a nut smell to it. I want to yeah. say peanut. I'm going to say peanut because I'm going to I don't know how I'm, I, I don't know why it's funny. <laughs> See, I'm a wine but, guy, so going to this, sniffing this is going way into the intensity beyond what I'm used to, and it's I'm still learning this. I, I can smell corn. Yeah. I smell corn like nobody's business when I smell Jim Beam. And I think, it's really, I've been in a couple of blind tastings, and I think that if you can sit down through a blind tasting, and you can pick out the stuff that, what's, what's traditionally really corn-forward? You know, you can smell things that are young, and you can yeah, smell, smell things that are corn-forward. And if you can do that, then you can kind of dissect out, you know, what you're looking at here. Because there's usually a gimme in every blind bourbon tasting. And if you can say, this is corn forward, I'm sniffing on, you know, I think this is Jim Beam. Or, you know, here's a weeded bourbon, I think this is, and you got to look at basically the price point of where you're having this, you know, tasting or whatever at. You know, this is a weeded bourbon, so, okay, this is probably larceny. I mean, I can tell a lot of that information just from the nose on it. But this one... Corn, 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 corn. You smell the wood, so maybe that's part of you know having it soaked in the second cask. Yeah. Um, and then yeah. I got, I got a little bit of sweetness there. I don't know. Uh, maybe a little bit of butterscotch. It's but very smooth. It's very smooth too. It's not very hot. You know what I mean? It it's, works for me. I, yeah. I very much like it. It's funny. I went to go sniff it, and I actually sniffed the microphone again. So. Oh damn but, it! But, but hey, to note, what? now there's something fun about these microphones. We were speaking with the previous guest about how microphones can get a little smelly sometimes. It's not okay. This is a, a suffering of performing with microphones. But spitting them. Spit. Yeah. Gross. Jeremy had the brilliant intuition. To bring in uh, what are those called? Dryer Laundry sheets. sheets? Dryer yeah. sheets. Take the take the wind guards off. Stuff the dryer sheet up in there and let them sit like that. Huh. Smells fresh in here. It smells so very they're not fresh. they're not necessarily clean, disinfected, but they do smell. But strangely, awesome. smells nutty as well. You know, <laughs> I, yeah, a theme. He's got a theme going the over theme, here. The theme, the theme here today is nut. Not on mine. Take that. that one out. How Ooh, you will. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a no judgment zone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's damn it. good though. Damn yeah. good. Well, okay. So initial taste. I got the corn once again. I think you can taste it. I think you can taste the oak. I think you can taste. 
I don't know. I feel like there might be a little bit of fruitiness to it yeah. when I taste it. I don't. You know, it's it's not it's not the traditional like vanilla caramel, you know, toffee style flavors. I find it's not the oak flavor. There's something else there. It's a little bit sweet. Um, it doesn't finish. You know, when you when you kind of chew on it a little bit, it doesn't finish on the middle of my tongue and just kind of burn the whole way down. When I do the old Kentucky chew on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Delicious. It spreads out toward the outside of my mouth, and that's where it kind of lingers and falls back on it. So that finish, and it feels, and it finishes dry as it goes down, and I like that. Um, so I'm actually a pretty big fan of this. I didn't expect uh, to be as big a fan of this Jim Beam Double Oak, but this lingers in my mouth in a very good way. I appreciate this. Fred, no. If this was your baby, good on you, man. Yeah, since now we're at this point, we're kind of talking about ourselves, so we could bring in some other employees if you want, you know? I'd love to do we that. Can, and, do I mean, we, we have... So, uh, we got a couple of different events around El Toro. We, we, we're kind of a young audience. We're kind of a young company. So, we socialize quite a bit together. We spend a lot of time at work. We spend a lot of time together after work. Um, we like to have fun. So, you know, we go to Bats games. We have a suite over there. We go to... U of L games. We go to different Louisville City FC games. Um, we have crawfish boils out back. You know, yeah. we have family cookouts. Um, all sorts of competitions. Most frequently, I mean, heck, we've we had a mac and cheese cook-off that was as the cat's pajamas. I love that yeah, cheese. right. Like into my not eating carbs phase. Thanks. Oh yeah. Did you eat? You didn't eat any of the mac and cheese. I had three tablespoons from three oh, different pots. Nah, that had great. to be magic. I know the camera turned off, but you look great, man. You look great. Yeah, I mean, all I athletes here. I wish they could here. see it. <laughs> <laughs> We're all athletes in here, man. Recreational anorexia. Recreational anorexia. <laughs> Speaking of recreational anorexia, Chris McConnell only eats one meal a day. Typically, yeah, typically. Odd, odd fun fact about Chris McConnell. Yeah. Ask him about it on the streets because it's true. It's I feed. Weird. I don't eat. I feed. Gotcha. <laughs> um, but you know, most recently a macaroni and cheese cook-off. We have chili cook-offs, crawfish boils. Um, we have karaoke parties here at the office because we've got a, a an underlit stage mm. up on the top floor. That was fun. Ping pong tournament. Ping, ping pong, pong tournament, huge, a huge yeah. event around here. Yeah, it was. A, it was. If you a didn't big, hear about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was a big local draw as well. It was probably written up in Sports Illustrated, but I guess that's going to come out in the <laughs> right after the May issue. Yeah. <laughs> oh, before. So okay, okay. So just be on the lookout. Sports Illustrated had a couple of writers uh-huh. in here talking about our. It, it, it's table tennis. Mm. Um, we don't want to call oh. it ping pong. Yeah, because I'm sorry. It, it really I clearly didn't. I wasn't in the the, sport. the matches. <laughs> yeah, uh, and it is a sport. Better watch mm. your mouth. Sweating. Um, so, sweating yeah. involved. So we got a lot of different events. So people kind of tend to challenge each other around the office. And I think this is kind of one of the, my most my most favored, you know, aspects of El Toro and the culture that has kind of emerged from this juggernaut. But uh, people challenge each other. Mm. You know, we, we've got a girl here that uh, played on the tennis team at L, And one of the young men that work here you know, was for sure. 
that he could beat her at tennis. So she played him with her non-dominant hand and worked <laughs> that little boy. Destroyed him. Uh, um, and we loved it. it we was loved great. it. She crushed his soul, was really and it bad. was great. It was beautiful. Jeremy's got a recent inter- interaction here because we love heat. We've got a lot of different hot sauces floating around the office. Oh, I can eat that. I can eat this. So we had a guy eat what we believe to be a Carolina Reaper pepper um, straight up. He did it swimmingly. And once John took care of that, Jeremy um, ended up Mm -hmm. accepting an additional challenge. How much did you get paid for that challenge? Why don't you tell us about it, Jeremy? How'd this happen? Hear this. I was offered $20 to do a shot of that shit got me snorting <laughs> hot sauce harry's dead heat hot sauce which is basically red habanero based and he poured me a healthy 1.5 ounce shot. one shot one shot he offered 20 i said 30 bucks and a beer and i'll do it and he said sold and i went up and i did it and regret it I mean, you get, I'm not going to say cocky, because it's not that kind of, like, arrogant air. It's just a a real confidence, like, I can really take a lot. So it's not scary to pick up a bottle and say, oh, okay, I can handle most stuff. I would not eat a Reaper. Would you say that your reference point to the level of discomfort, um, you you felt prepared for it going into it? I was prepared for the heat, like the tongue, the mouth, the burning. Been there, done habaneros, done, you know, straight, uh, uh, what's the one, scotch bonnet? We did oh, some yeah. scotch bonnets here. Yeah, yeah, the, the, the Tabasco peppers out of scotch bonnets, right? Uh, no. That's not? No, scotch bonnets are like three or 400,000 scoles. What? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, it's up there. Sorry, didn't mean to interrupt. So you, you deal with the heat, and you wind up with this sense that, well, I can take a lot. And you get a gauge for what's your limit. I wouldn't do a Maruga Scorpion. I wouldn't do a, uh, uh, what's the, uh, Of course, a Maruga Scorpion. No. <laughs> you'd, be, you'd be crazy yeah. to eat a Maruga Scorpion. But, ha- but habaneros? <laughs> habaneros are like higher end, but well in the zone. So you walk up, yeah, I'll do it. What I This did- is a habanero. Yeah, this is red habanero based. Okay. What I didn't realize, because I'd never had experience with just taking a large quantity like that, is what your stomach does. Mm. in response to it and i could take some guesses <laughs> <laughs> i i can't describe the pain i mean it, it's just jesus uh, man <laughs> no i i thought i might have to go to the hospital he wise this is about uh blazing wings at as for a point of reference blazing wings at buffalo wild wings is about the same level of heat but in like a dozen of those wings, you get the same amount of sauce. I took. I doubt you get that much. Maybe there. not. I mean, when you're tossing wings, I mean, you don't, you don't, you don't pour in a in a dozen wings or a half a dozen wings, especially. You're not going to pour two ounces of hot sauce. Hot, hot right. sauce ain't cheap, you know. Right. And it was heat wise, it the the one one point five whatever ounces of it. It was the same as if I'd done half a teaspoon. The quantity was not necessary. But I did it anyway. (laughs) (laughs) I said I would, and I'd done it. And I'm not going to do it again. And I would advise anybody to be very cautious because I I didn't know what it was I was experiencing. Yeah. Have I torn? Did did something tear? Am I, like, bleeding out inside? I had no clue. Um, 
For the record, I told you not to do it. <laughs> We're guys. You know how we are. <laughs> we are. We have an earned reputation for our ignorance, no matter how intelligent we are. <laughs> Perfect. That being said, I could bring the guy in here that did exactly what you just suggested to not do, which was eat a Carolina Reaper pepper. You want to go grab him real quick? If you can handle that heat, I don't think there's a problem with doing that, but you wouldn't do 10 of them. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, we can talk to him about his process. Just because he was successful. (laughs) Either either he has some kind of supernatural uh, tolerance for capsaicin, or that reaper was cut, or... You're thinking they dried out a different pepper and sold it as a dried Carolina Reaper. You're talking, you know, five to ten times that level of heat, and that's beyond most people. Yeah. Even that's my high end. We got John Kaplan, and John is another one of the folks here that he can handle his heat. And so... He has a process. John is our individual that ate a Carolina Reaper pepper live and in person. Mm-hmm. John, introduce yourself What's to the What's going crowd. on, El Toro fam? So John is also uh, one of the members of our operations team. He's worked here for just under a year now, and we're very happy to have him around. He is a very analytical individual. Yeah. We uh, feel very fortunate to have a mind like his on the team, but with the smartest of individuals, sometimes they do some dumb shit. So, tell us about the time you ate a Carolina Reaper pepper. Absolutely. I also just want to point out that that is literally the first time I've ever used the the term fam. So, fam. Oh, uh, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're really youth. relating to the youth of today. Yeah, I'm yeah. trying um, to connect with our audience. Uh, I, I appreciate they're that. They're going to think you're hip. Yeah. So... John is pretty hep to the jive. Now that I've shown myself to be a hip individual, (laughs) uh, yeah. Uh, I I forget how it really started, but uh, we were talking about the Carolina Reaper pepper in in the adops room, and someone was going to eat the pepper for, I think it was... A hundred bucks. It was a hundred bucks, as a matter of fact. And being the stingy individual that oh, I am, I said, oh, snap. No. Now uh, Jeremy knows what yeah, people this is are funny. willing to pay for yeah. things. Hearing this story after <laughs> Jeremy's story. You got hosed. Yeah. Cool. Yep. <laughs> and then I said I'd do it for 75 And uh, and I think it was Patwick, uh, who is one of our head operators, uh, said, deal. And, yeah, then he ordered the pepper. And uh, and then when it came here, uh, yeah, it was it was a very intimidating looking pepper uh it was dried out i think it came from walmart but you wouldn't know by the packaging it looked like satan's turd yeah, yeah. very professionally wrapped yeah they yeah. really did it right did you get a picture uh, i don't believe so i think someone has a video of it but i think i do it is not yeah. this was also an unsanctioned el toro event mm. that we specifically said don't do yeah, this. these are rogue yeah. activities for the record yeah. Yeah, this was a, an unauthorized work activity. Uh, but with that being said, I, I think I ate it around 10 a.m., and it was uh, not as hot as I, I expected it to be, but um, the afterburn in my belly, belly region, uh, in I'd my say tum-tum. in my tum-tums, tum-tum got hot. hit around 1 o'clock, and that was the worst hey. part of the whole experience when my, my tum- tummy started uh, gurgling. I got the gurgles, yeah. You got uh, the bubble guts. And then it started to burn. 
<laughs> and then the nausea started to kick in, and it was a full body experience. Yeah, <laughs> but you, you, there was there was an, a certain amount of preparation that you put into this yeah. project. Yeah, so I I got a, a whole container of Kroger's finest uh, premium heavy cream. I believe I believe the R is silent. It's Croger. It's yeah, French. Croger. Croger. Yeah. 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 Croger. Don't want you to sound stupid on air. I appreciate <laughs> it. Um, and so I just started doing shots of uh, Croger. Uh, before I ate the pepper, and that really helped uh, lubricate the tunnel. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I watched that one, and yeah, exactly. You had been uh, coating the stomach, if you'll say that, uh, Mm -hmm. for probably a good hour before. This is sitting in front of me just... Yeah. Me and John sit across from each other. We look at each other. Half and half is a good option. Sorry, not eating. Sorry, chug and creamer. Yeah. yeah. You say half and half is Half and half is a decent option for that. Anything Mm -hmm. with the high fat content is going to... Help uh, cleanse the palate and ease the the gut. Not that not that we would tell people to do that. No, no not yeah. at all. Because this was an unsanctioned event <laughs> that occurred, quite possibly and, within the walls. Yeah, in theory. In theory, perhaps. But uh, yeah, it wasn't really as bad of an experience. And to to do a throwback, um, if everyone remembers the old Simpsons episode where Homer eats the really hot spicy pepper. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. He coats his uh, his entire esophagus with uh, wax from a candle beforehand. <laughs> so I, I tried to use that same technique Old with the heavy strategy. cream, yeah, because there wasn't any wax available. So other than that, what's what would you say is the hottest pepper you've eaten if you've done that? Mm-hmm. For comparison. Yeah. So I, I don't know about pepper because that's not really sauce. I'm new to the game. Uh, but oh, we're right for the Reaper. Good. Yeah, that's yeah, good. I will say. <laughs> well, no, he did live in India yeah. for a hot mm-hmm. minute. For okay. Months. That's, but I will that's say that the, the Gonzo Chicken at Royals, a local establishment down the road, mm. was maybe the worst experience with hot food that I've ever Hotter had. Hotter than the Reaper. Significantly. Both going yeah. in and coming no out. Call it was terrible. No oh, man. Yeah. We're questioning the and fact I, I that I totally question the validity of that, that pepper. And pepper. Whether it was. Uh, it was processed or handled in a way that like took away from the Scoville. Scoville, yeah. Is there something to drying peppers out that takes heat out of them? I think it adds heat know. to. Yeah, I yeah, not that it I'm aware of. It. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, that should have been the nastiest of the nasty. When I right. and I also think that like there's an unrealistic expectation based on all the YouTube videos that are out mm-hmm. there. Um, people freaking out and being overly dramatic for the camera. He did his research clicks, before he but... ate it. <laughs> yeah, of course he did. I would want to know if I'm about to if I'm about to die eating something too. You know. Yeah. And how much money did you make off your compatriots? Again? I believe it was seventy five dollars mm-hmm. minus the twenty five we put to uh, your your bottle for your mm-hmm. for your newborn. Ah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They um, we, I mean, liquor is a fundraiser for the kids. A, uh, a currency around here. Yeah. So when my daughter was born, um, the operations and sales team contributed to um, buying a bottle of booze yeah. for my newborn baby girl mm-hmm. because every bottle needs a shot of bourbon. Um, sure. And we wonder why she Maybe throws so. up after every fucking one of them. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so that is what it is. Thank Beautiful. you, John. Yeah. John, thank you, man. Appreciate thank it. you so much. Uh, thanks for the thanks for the highlight. Why don't you go ahead and send Mayf- uh, Finnamore Mayflower in here? So, our next guest um, is actually Archibald Hetty the Fifth, um, and I didn't like that name when we hired him. He uh, tends to go by the name Quint, and I think that really doesn't do him much justice. So I renamed him when he came on staff. 
Fenimore Mayflower the 15th. 15th? Yeah, 15th. It just sounds prestigious. I'm going to start calling him the Ides. Ooh. See that? See what I did there? Ooh, smarty, smart, <laughs> smart pants. Nice. Good save. Almost lost a mic. Goodness me. So, Quint Hetty is a formal, former baseball player for Northern Kentucky University, mm -hmm. also known as the Concrete Jungle. Yes. Um, he has lightning quick reflexes and saved a very expensive microphone. That I bumped. From falling onto the ground, so no harm, no foul. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Quint Hetty. Thank you for having we me. We would appreciate it if you would stop working on your computer and actually pay attention to the people around hey, you. I can't believe this guy. So I was told that this Robert is Quint's Quint's top five movies, and I've got, dude. Okay, I've got whoa, some... Whoa, 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 hold up. Let's, let's, we're going to introduce i got to get my you know? quotes right. Whoa, buddy. Yeah, whoa. Just steal right. the thunder. Right. I mean, we're trying to introduce we're, we're you trying. Here. Yeah, you're undercutting yourself you're before we get out of the gate. Do you live your life like this? It's like, let me cut myself off. I'm going to hit a home no, run, no, no. but I'm going to run is, out of bounds. No, no, guys, guys, just stop. This yeah. isn't our podcast. Quint, go ahead. You continue. Oh, oh, what? what? No, 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 no. I mean, no. you don't need an introduction. I don't want to step on your toes, Finnamore. All right. So, this is Quint's whole game. This is his oh, whole game. Oh, man. Chaps my ass, man. <laughs> this guy. So, Quint has... He, he, he's, he's a guy, he's very, he's very demonstrable in his affinity toward food, drink, uh, video games, movies, television shows. And he is also one of those people, I, I really appreciate it, um, he's not afraid to take a stance no. uh, on what he believes in. And we've got a, a little process around the office, it's called Quince Quince. Mm -hmm. um, so Quint being the fifth iteration of the Archibald Heddies in his family... Um, he has his top five lists of things that he thoroughly enjoys. Yes. And you can walk through the office and spring, you know, okay, Finnamore, why don't you give me your top five television shows of all time? And he can spit it off, usually with wicked efficiency. And back them up. Um, and have reasoning behind it. You might not agree with that reasoning. Right. Actually, most of the time you won't because not he's a very, very special individual. Um, but Things are for me are either or they're either the goat or they're trash. Okay, the so goat ones or are, ones trash. or zeros, ones or zeros are either great or they're just garbage. Finnamore no is between. a wealth of information. Um, Finnamore, why don't you go ahead and give us your so top five movies yes. and top five. you can use... Um, what do they call two movies? Um, series. Sequels. Series. Yeah. Sequels. Series. series movies. Series. You can yeah, use trilogy. series movies as yeah. one. Right. Because I know you have a tough time committing. To I did. Right. And one time I tried to uh, combine in my top 15 list Shutter Island and Inception. Jesus so they, Christ. So they didn't let me do that. do that. Not the same movie at all. They were no, both they're trash <laughs> movies. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're not in the top five. they should be well oh. out of your top five. Are you both Leo? Don't you do this to me, Jeremy? Yeah. What do you like about those? I love, those okay. I love both of those movies. I'll, I'll accept whatever criticism I'm being vulnerable towards by admitting I haven't seen Shutter Island yet. Even though they're I both own Leo, it, they're both Leo mindfuck movies. But so, Inception, yeah, they're both, shit. yeah, they're both warped mind bending movies. Yeah, I won't even get into like that. The 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 novelty of it. It, the score from Inception is incredible. Okay. Hans Zimmer. If you like the music from Inception, hey, I'm in my cool. top five, the, Pirates is in my top five. So Hans Zimmer, there you go. Jesus. Right there. Jesus, Hans. Jesus, Quint. Yeah, Quint. <laughs> Quint's back in you, dude. And, back in Jeremy right now. And I'm not going to like take time away from him, but I'll, I'm going to defend Inception by saying that 
on an emotional level, it and Eternal Sunshine for the Spotless Mind oh. both resonate with me on a level that is meaningful. <laughs> Despite the acting or the music or anything else, uh, it touches my heart. Whatever, dude. So, I'm a fan of both those movies. But we'll, they're we'll not talk sequels, about this though. This in a minute. Yeah, Shutter Island and Inception are not sequels of each other. Just to be clear, that is ridiculous. Yes. But Quint those tried to lump those two together. Two in the top five. Top should they top, fall? Top fifteen. In the they're top they're five. my top fifteen. They're not my top five. Let's go. All right, well, let's so top five. Let's so top, Quint, top five movies. movies. Top five movies. Now Chris has critiqued these heavily before. Here we go. Uh, this is in order, so I am allowed to lump series. So Bad Boys Two is the greatest movie, in my opinion, ever made. Bad Boys 1 is in there as well, and I'm lumping them together as the top slot. Right? That's number, what? That's number that's one. Number one? Martin Boys? Lawrence wait, and wait, Will wait. Smith? Will Smith and <laughs> hold up. Hold up. Already Mike with Lowry Quinn. and Marcus Why Burnett. are you leading with the top one? you got to build up to the okay, top Okay, then we'll go back and Everybody goes doing? five through wait, one. Okay, all right. Everybody five through one. Five you go five, one. then you go to one. You don't Pretend start like with the... like you didn't hear that, listeners. Yeah, you don't open with the money shot. What are you doing? What are you doing? Pirates of the Caribbean. Just the first one. The Black Pearl is just the first one. That's the only. That's number five. Because the second one was garbage compared to the first. Oh, God. First one's a masterpiece. <laughs> Hans Zimmer, the score, amazing. Uh, Jack Sparrow yes, is one good. of the greatest characters ever created in a movie series. Ever created. Wow. That's not a bad Are point. Are you serious? I just watch that movie. I why is the rum gone? This is why. Why is the rum gone? I don't understand that reference. Why because is the rum always gone? Likely trash. Why is the rug gone? What are you talking? Why about? Why is the rum gone? Oh, the rum. The rum. Oh, I thought you said the Next. rug. You are yeah. without doubt the worst pirate I've ever heard of. All right, okay. But you yeah. have heard of me. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> I'm going to stop being so violent okay. about these. I get really See? passionate about Quinn's See, he claims. works people up with these wild <laughs> this, claims. This is purposeful. It is manipulative. On you his forgot part. one thing. Trolling. You forgot one very important thing. Oh. I'm Captain Jack Sparrow. God damn, God. Dude. People are going to hate you. They're going to listen to this, and they're going to turn it off because you said that. Okay. All right, next. So number four. Number four. And Glorious Bastards. Okay. Okay. Quentin Tarantino. Got some great movies. I'd throw that one up there. Number four. Brad Pitt. One of his better performances. I like Brad Pitt a lot. Big Brad For whatever Pitt, reason, man. love Brad Pitt. Love the Ocean's monkeys. Eleven. You know, Ocean Eleven. Oh, yeah, Ocean monkeys. Series. Love monkeys. You excited about Fight the... Club. Um, you excited about right. uh, Ocean, uh, Once Upon a Time in uh, Hollywood yeah, coming out. Maybe. You're not excited? It's got maybe. Brad in it. Yeah, well, I'm more excited about Bad Boys for Life coming out. So, are you serious? Will Smith and Martin Lawrence are teaming up again in Bad Boys? Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. It might be the first time in 15 years Dave Stadler has gone to the movie theater. Yes. That'd be a good one. Okay. Okay. All right. Three. Well, Glory Special has got some great one liners, too. You yeah. want to, and I'm nobody you cares. These no, 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 no. I can skip them. Let him do his. Let him I do can his skip them. Quince, Quince. I mean, All this right. is what made him famous. All right. You'll be shot for this. Nah, I don't think so. More like chewed out. I've been chewed out before. Why do we give him airtime? Why See, do we do this? This is what you get. <laughs> what Why do we do this? It's a slow day. This is what we're stuck with. We more in the Nazi killing business, and cousin business is a booming. Do you have any, you have any more? No, I'm good on that one. Mm, next. Right. Arriva Derchi. Arriva Derchi. God, God. I did have another one. <laughs> Number three. God. This is gonna blow your minds. Number I three. Hope so. Blow it. Shrek. What? Number three. Shrek. 
Greatest animated film of all time to me. Wow, wow man. Uh, Shrek is number did three. Did say to me, okay. Why, why? Why Shrek? Tell us. Mike Myers and Eddie Murphy are fire. great combo. I get it. Are Donkey. They, are they what you would call the goat? I mean, yeah. Of animated films? A goat of animated films. So yeah. Mike Myers, Eddie Murphy, they team up. So Magic. number two and number one in your film. I like that boulder. That is a nice boulder. <laughs> What is he, he doing? What in the actually, morning, I, I mean, I'm, and in the I'm morning, these are from the movie. Uh, I don't know. I, at this point, I don't know. He, he might and just be learning things. I'm making bubbles. Okay, that's Shrek. That is that's, good. That's very Shrek. That's very Shrek. He could he could get away though with just blurting something, and we just be like, is that from a movie? I have no I have no idea. Yeah, I couldn't be the police. Bachelorette yeah. number two is Snow White. She might live with seven men, but she ain't easy. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's For a second, funny. I thought your, that was your second movie was Snow White. No, no, no. But, okay. You might have seen a house fly. Maybe even a super fly. Oh, Jesus. But I bet you ain't never okay. seen The best part about fly. this. He keeps going. He keeps backing it he up. He keeps going. Knows. Here's He's the thing people aren't seeing. because True believer. Because our televised event went down, you don't get to see it. Quint brought in his laptop, and he prepared these quotes. These quotes are, are prepared. And I rattle these off daily. I just, yeah, I just had to make sure I got, got them. I got the ones I do you know, on a daily basis out. All right. I had to write them down. <clears throat> Drum roll, please. Number two. Number two. A lot of thought goes into these top two. A lot of. Tropic Thunder is number two. Okay. Strange uh, choice. It's got star, star-studded it. cast. I love that movie. Dude. The first time I watched it, I did not know Tom Cruise was Les Grossman. So <laughs> I do love that. How did you get to that being the second best movie the, of the all one, time? The one-liners and just how they they mix with each other has got to be got to be up there. <clears throat> my farm. I'll show you my farm. I'm a lead farmer, motherfucker. <laughs> Like, go, go ahead and do the rest of them. Do the rest of your quotes. I know you got a few of them. He's probably got I'm the whole sorry, phone call you, memorized. Baby. Hey, it's a true story. You about to cross some real fucking lines. <laughs> I ain't drop character touch on Quint's the Quint's married, people. Quint is married. Yeah, Isn't that is crazy? <laughs> Quint's. I'm yeah, sorry, but these Sammy. dudes. I'm sorry. Soldiers. I like Sammy. I just, I'm just joking. Yeah, but we trained actors. All right. Do you, so, hear, do you hear the crickets, man? Do you hear what you do? I hear the crickets. You are killing us. <laughs> you have one chance to redeem yourself. Right. Yeah, you pick one an interesting chance, choice. and people yeah, likely do not know what your number one. Yeah, no film way people have a clue. Nobody knows what it is. Nobody knows. Bad Boys Two. Well, Bad Boys one. series, yeah. But Bad Boys Two is the Bad Boys Two. Yeah. Bad Boys Two was. Bad the Boys One's got some great moments, but Bad Boys Two is. I think Bad Boys Two was the best. Yeah. Okay, call here. This is legit. Call me ignorant, but which one of the Bad Boys movies has the sequence where Will Smith opens the door and uh, a young Bad Boys gentleman, too. Okay, young gentleman's there to pick up the. You ever daughter. made love to a man? Yeah. Here we go. Nope. You want to? That's the part where he opens the door. Okay. All right. I thought, I thought you were just talking to McDonald. <laughs> I know, man. That's really strange. He directs it at you. Can you fight? Oh, you, you can't fight. You want me to answer these questions? Are, are you quoting no, the movie again? We, we we know, no one knows you what you're talking about. I know what you, I know. I, know. I, I mean, I've seen it. I've got, I mean, Bad Boys 2, great movie. Don't get me wrong. Great movie. That's a nice fish. Big fucking eyes. Nice fucking fish. Dude, it's one of the greatest. No he's a smart guy, I swear. Like, he's, he's, he's a super intelligent individual. I don't we, understand we ride, it, though. We ride together. Work. We die together. Bad Boys for life. Eh, whatever. Um, so... 
Finnamore is a highly intelligent individual. Uh, when it comes to analytics work, he's legitimately usually one of the first people I go to um, because he can get it. He can't explain to me how he got the answer nope. by any stretch of the imagination, but he blacks out and he comes to incredible incredible correlations as to why something went down. And I thoroughly appreciate that. Fenimore Mayflower the 15th, also known as Archibald Teddy the 5th, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Quint. Mm-hmm. Thank you for coming to the podcast and no get problem. the hell out of here. So, with us presently, uh, we have one of the individuals that I have worked most closely with for well north of the past 15 years, uh, give or take, 12 years, 15 years. Give or take five, maybe four, something like that. Whatever, nobody cares. It's been long enough. Um, And we were talking earlier in the podcast about running traffic, and Maurice is one of those people in the world that I know has run more traffic than most people could ever have the capacity to wrap their heads around. So we have Maurice Williams. Um, He is one of the earliest people uh, to work at El Toro, we worked together in Dan's basement uh, years and years and years when it talks about, you know, folks with skin in the game it don't get no better than Maurice Williams. Maurice is also founder of Smo Fried, uh, Smoked and Fried, if you can't uh, follow the reference. And if you can't follow the reference, you should stop listening to our podcast because we <laughs> don't want you as a fan. And Maurice more than likely does not want you as a customer. Uh, he owns Smofried. He is a master of most grill services. Um, he can smoke any animal that you have available and prepped. So Maurice Williams, um, he is an operations guru. He is a smoke guru. I, I don't know if you call it a smoke guru. Is that what you call it when you smoke meat like that? I mean, I, I, I kind of made it sound like you're like crushing up a leopard or something like that and rolling it up in a joint and smoking <laughs> not, it. Not quite that. But exotic. you don't do that. I mean, you actually prepare the food for eating. Yeah, just, you know, your, your general meat varieties, cows, pigs, chickens, ducks, geese, geese lambs, ducks, lambs. Changed my whole lambs. perspective Human on brisket. <laughs> True that. So Maurice has like a process where, you know, he says, all right, if you buy the food and you feed me for the lunch for the next week, um, I'll cook it. Somewhat. I mean, truthfully, for me, barbecue is more of an experience than anything else. And honestly, I just like to, to do it. So, you know, I don't even need to eat it. I bring more, I get more joy out of seeing other people enjoy it than me actually eating it myself. You got a couple feathers in your cap too, right? Yeah, I don't know if anybody said, but most food is probably my favorite barbecue. Yeah, hands down, my favorite brisket I've ever had. Like, so good. So I can't think good. of anything local. Like burger. I'll, I'll get you the check right after this. <laughs> Thanks. I'm being serious though, man. I'm being serious. I love it. I love this brisket, dude. It's so good. Sorry. So yeah, mean just hype you up. No, nah, yeah, won a couple of those burger contests back in uh, 2016, 2017. Maurice is a two-time. Kentucky Derby Festival Burger Champion. Really? That that would be back-to-back. Back-to-back, dude. Yeah. So that was kind of like the the catalyst that really got me a little bit too involved in the barbecue game. Before then, it was just, you know. Famous. A meal meal plan. And then after after a couple of wins, it's, uh, you know, figured we needed to monetize this thing a little bit. So introduced a bit of a product line a couple years back. 
that's been taking off pretty well. Um, and currently writing a book um, about brining. Uh, really, really exciting topic, if you can't tell. What is brining? Uh, brining, in a sense, um, is basically just submerging a piece of meat or a vegetable or even a cheese in a salty water. Uh, incorporates additional flavor, moisture, changes the texture of the meat mostly. Uh, so I've kind of really went into uh, went down a rabbit hole of uh, just kind of figuring what the correlations are between the initial brine and then the end product that you get when you eat the food. So I don't want to interrupt you here if you've got another aspect to discuss with respect to that. No, go ahead. But what types of meat, you know, for the layman, should we... You know, be out there being like, oh, my gosh, I can buy this, you know, this muskrat or this squirrel brain or this, you know, I, I mean, you know, somebody came up to me the other day and they were like, do you want this, you know, this snow leopard quarter? And I said, you know, I just don't know how to prepare it. So snow leopard, go ahead and throw it away. <laughs> they had awesome. No, actually, in, in all seriousness, it's, it's funny you say that because brining was, or I don't know if it was the origination of brining, but brining is actually really um, useful in removing the gamey flavor from you know animals that are hunted. So your your wild boars, your wild ducks, turkeys, things like that that typically are a little bit leaner just because they're out there surviving the game. Yeah, uh, and then they get turned into wild game for real. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh your more um your more consistent variety is going to be things like pastrami like a pastrami is just a brisket that's been brined in a solution for a number of weeks i had no idea i didn't know where pastrami came from well, yes knew, it's, so. it's kind of crazy i mean <clears throat> definitely it's the most erotic of the salted meats i mean we all know <laughs> that it is thanks george costanza <laughs> <laughs> I love Seinfeld. But yeah, a few a few years ago or a few months ago, I was actually just kind of sitting down and thinking through like all the different varieties of food that we end up eating that actually is is brined to some extent. You know, your feta cheeses, your pickles, your pastrami. You know, you get your kind of a concoction where all three of those things are together. You're eating a fully brined meal and a lot of people don't even know it because it's not a very mainstream thing uh, but it is influential in a lot of the foods that we do end up enjoying and we enjoy them because of the flavors that are imparted through brining and it's mainly that umami sensation mm. so if someone were going to try and brine something for the first time where would you suggest they start chicken 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 brine really oh yeah by far i mean you know with with <clears throat> chicken or even any other type of poultry um, you know, it's lean, mm -hmm. so you definitely, you know, if you want to do an A-B test, got the digital marketing reference there, uh, you can actually, you know, brine one and not brine the other and, like, really tell the difference, you know, right there in front of you. But uh, it, it's simple. You can actually brine something for as little as half an hour or it can go for, you know, up to a month. I wouldn't advise brining any chicken for a month. But, you know, if you accidentally leave it in there for 12 hours, you're not going to hurt it. I mean, you're brining in the refrigerator, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so what's the problem? A little bit over salty um, ah. could happen. 
I've actually never had that that issue, and I think that that's due to the the. I mean, that's because you wrote the book on brining. Yeah, yeah. So, so <laughs> you the, can the, say the, that too. That's cool. The scientific the process on. is going on in the background. It's called diffusion. So basically, it's it's um, the cells in the meat are trying to s- remain a, at a, a rate of equilibrium or a state of equilibrium. So technically, you shouldn't even over salt it if you over brine it because the water is pulling salt into the meat, but at the same time, it's pulling salt back out and into the water of the brine. So you think that when you brine something and it becomes oversalted, it's due to the weakness and permeability of the mitochondria of the meat? No, I think it will boil down more to a inconsistent or incorrect salt volume in the original brine. And when I get out of the hot tub and my hand is all wrinkly, is that brining? Yeah, you're ready Absolutely. to cook. That's, br- <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what just happened there. I, I, I thought that's where we were getting to. You solved the problem for me. I've always wondered what that was, and now I know. No, it's, you know, know. Honestly, honestly, that could be just another uh, rabbit hole right there, so thanks yeah, for right. yeah, giving sorry. me that, that thought. And I'll be sure to no, I'm sorry. get together on that over the next hot time. I'm sorry, man. I'm coming off. I'm coming off a weird conversation. Quint was just in here, so I'm all different planes. I'm like, all messed get, up in the I'm head. Sure I used to talking to an intelligent individual again. Well, I don't want to say intelligent. Stable. Stable. We classify Maurice as stable. Intelligent fits perfectly. Quint's crazy ass was just in here talking all sorts of nonsense. It's got me all weird. Sorry, I apologize. Let me see a quick brining question. So, any what, what what are your thoughts on brining a meat before you make it into jerky? Oh, I mean, I've never actually made jerky myself, but I would imagine that's the only way I would do it if I were to do it. Yeah. Uh, I just don't see any other way of imparting real flavor into, you know, the core of the meat or as far into the meat as you possibly can. So, I wouldn't do it any other way if I, when I try it. Huh. You know, bringing this whole thing back uh, back home as we were talking earlier about uh, running traffic and everything, uh, Mo was the person that Stad was referencing earlier as to the plethora of traffic he used to run, uh, and he was the man he would do it with. Straight up. 100 billion. 100 billion, yeah. So he's got a depth. What I'm getting at here <laughs> is that he's got a depth of knowledge, clearly in cooking and the culinary world, and he's also deep in the digital world, deep, and he's been in it for a very long time. Before me, you guys straight up. Me? Yeah, about a, about a third of my life at this point, I believe. Hey, Mo's been scooping yeah. traffic off the drop for years <laughs> now. Mm. Years. And if you ain't been in the domain business, you don't know what that term means, and I don't want to share it with you. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, yeah, Maurice Williams, thank you for joining us on the Eltoro.com podcast, Silver Anniversary. Mm. Thank you for having me. Mm. Till next time. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. This Jim Beam double oak from 2016. Mo just looked at the bottle. If the, the freaking camera was working. Thanks, Kiara Lauks, previous guest of the Eltoro.com podcast. Um, Maurice looked at the bottle and was like, damn, this is good. Surprising. I it admit, it is good. See, I associate Jim Beam with Evan Williams and Wild Turkey and Jack Daniels, which was what we were getting when we were late teens. And you couldn't appreciate it. It was disgusting, and you were chasing it with Sprite and holding your nose. Oh, man. So I have to, like, revisit these things now as an adult. Yeah. Well, I mean, and you just you just hit such a crazy spectrum of liquors in that one descriptor. And it's like I would hate to think that wild turkey was ruined 
for someone. You were not prepared for it. Well, I mean, I wasn't prepared for it either, but I mean, you know, my, my things that I wasn't prepared for was like mixing. Well, check this out. I'll reveal something on here, a teen story. Ooh, I won't name names. angst, we love it. Um, no, there's no That's angst, but you're gonna love this. When I was, sense. I'm not gonna name any names here. No, name names, we name names on the eltoro.com podcast. My mom knows nothing about this, but she might. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So when I had access to alcohol by way of an illegal person who could go into a store and buy it, they would ask me, what do you want? And the only thing I knew to say was Bacardi 151. Oh, <laughs> shit. So Very my, specific. other Man. than getting into my father's peach schnapps when I was like 11, Bacardi 151 was my introduction to alcohol. Oh, Jesus. And I was shooting it out of its little plastic pink cap and losing my mind with what I had just put down my throat. So after that, everything else was not so bad. Great Bacardi 151. Yeah. At 16. That's 15. Awesome. No. Sorry, Mom. I got a, I got some interesting stories about Bacardi 151 that I will not share. It leads to those. <laughs> Malibu juice. <laughs> I don't know how the citizenship thing has been stacking up for, but we've got Mari here. Mari is from Brazil. Oh, we've been, uh, Mari, what, what's, what's up, man? Let's introduce you. Mari's the newest member, newer member of the team. Yeah. Uh, former exactly. tennis pro. We were speaking about you earlier. Um, what? <laughs> Just laughing at you. Yeah, I came in before um, John and Ryan, so I'm the the newest full time member. John was here earlier discussing uh, eating a Carolina Reaper pepper. Yeah. Um, that was interesting. And Mariana. Um, <clears throat> let me work on this uh, last name here. It's <laughs> Mariana Humberg. Humberg. <laughs> Humberg. It seems so much more complicated it on paper. It is more complicated in Portuguese, actually. You're strange. It sounds German. a lot better in English. Okay. So, but it's so a you last pronounce name. your name differently in Every Portuguese language. and English. Are you serious? <laughs> All right. Pronounce your last yeah. name in German. It, oh, I don't. I don't speak German. Humberg. Sure. Let's go with that. It's so, just pronounced like, like so. If one German of my German <laughs> people in the family, I guess, said it. They would pronounce say pronounce it, it in Portuguese. Humberg. Are you serious? I can because see that. I'm not kidding. No, that makes <laughs> <Okay>. sense. <laughs> so Stadler is the same in Spanish. In... Yeah, there, there'd be. I mean, the pronunciation for everything's different. So I pronounce when I was living in Germany, I pronounced my name as Stadler. Okay. But if I saw Stadler written, Stadler. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so like, if it was somebody else's last name. I'm not an idiot. Um, I'm going to pronounce their name, hopefully, with some sort of... Yeah, but that's the thing. Since family's German, I live in Brazil. Well, I don't live in Brazil. My family lives in Brazil. I live in the U.S. We just have to kind of go with whatever. So if I'm in the U.S., my last name's Humberg. If I'm in Brazil, my last name is Umberg. If I'm in Germany, I don't know what my last name is. I'll, maybe one day I figure it out. I, I'm not sure, yeah. I think these are called cognates. <laughs> Maybe. I think that's the term. That's a smart people term I am mm. unfamiliar with. I don't understand it, so I'll trust it, okay? Watch your mouth. All right, be careful. <laughs> Come in here, tell me all these different names you go by. I don't know yeah. about this. <laughs> so Mariana has a an interesting background. Uh, she is an athlete in all forms of the descriptor. She was a tennis player at the University of Louisville. 
right, she was ranked. Were you ranked professionally? Uh, I had a pro point at 17 years old. A pro point at 17 years old. What I don't get is how do you get to go pro before coming to college and a basketball player can't? Mm-hmm. See, but mm-hmm. in my pro career, I made about fifty dollars. <laughs> That's the difference. Sick, <laughs> you know. But if so, I give if I give a U of L basketball player fifty bones right now, being like, "Hey, thanks for being such a yeah, good basketball player." Yeah, that's a little complicated. U of L basketball, prove, in particular. Or if I yeah. buy them lunch, I had to prove that I careful. used it towards my career. So I paid for the hotel. Not that that pays for the hotel, but that went towards paying for the hotel. Sweet so. hotel. Yeah, I know, Wait. Right? <laughs> now, I, I call me ignorant to this whole situation, but you can't claim. Any money you made from it? Is that what I'm hearing? You can't. So if you claim money or you become an actual professional that you're living off of that money, you can't go to college. Wow. Okay. So so tennis prevents people from going to college is what you're saying. I'm hearing. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) most sports do. There's there's a bunch of different rules. Golf is similar. Like those individual sports are similar in that sense. So golf and tennis say, hey, smarty pants. You can't make money and go to college. You can't be a neurosurgeon because you played golf. (laughs) Basically, okay. yeah. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I just, I just took a. I mean, Jeremy's looking at me with a very perplexed face, but I just took a drastic leap. <laughs> trying to trying to piece together how that would work, assuming what you're saying is legitimate on face value. Mm. Yeah, it's legit. So okay, <laughs> okay. So if you're making money as a part of that endeavor, how does that preclude you from going to college? So the thing is, you would have to be making a lot of money for you not to go. Because those trips are expensive. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was playing in Turkey when I had my first birthday. Oh, geez. Yeah, I was in Turkey for a month when it's I was 17. It's not like next door. Bucharest? Not, I, I was in... Um, Bucharest was in Turkey? No, Bucharest. I'm so sorry. Romania. That's the capital of Romania. <laughs> is that, oh, is it? Read a book, dude. Istanbul. Istanbul. Yeah, Istanbul. That's, That's the capital no, of Turkey. Not there. Okay. I was yeah. in. I need to remember the city I was in. Really? I'm also I'll known as Constantinople. Out. Yeah, but it was not. Oh Ooh, yeah. That's true. And yeah, I mean, it's expensive. I had the trip. I have the hotel. I have food. I have all kinds of things that I would have to make thousands to pay for all of it and prove that I didn't make any money. So unless I'm another level, um, you won't. You won't be banned. Okay, so let's let's speak about this with a little bit more clarity. You can't go to college and have it paid for as an amateur. You can go to college. For the record, tennis and golf won't prevent you from going to college. (laughs) Dave Stadler's, yes, he was making a joke, whatever. Nobody cares. Golf and tennis will prevent you from going to college. (laughs) Read books, children. Don't play sports. Now, since (laughs) since you are a pro tennis player... They don't um, give you the body. (laughs) Do you feel pretty comfortable saying, I could beat this person, I could lose to that person? Yeah. Uh, professionals. I mean, I had to. Oh, professionals? Yeah. I would, I would I mean, lose to most guns. professionals. Yeah. There's let's no call chance. it the big wigs. I mean, that's why I'm here. Right? I'm working. I'm not playing tennis. Okay. So. All right. She's well, like, if I could beat Serena Williams, What's so Williams, strange? I wouldn't be, be here. She <laughs> speaks with such confidence and gusto about her playing uh, outside of here, but now, you know, I'm asking about professionals, and now all of a sudden you're like, uh, yeah, I wouldn't I mean, be <laughs> If I was good enough to be a professional, I wouldn't be here. I, I love the sport, and I play it as much as I can. Um, had a couple of challenges in here already. Had to play someone on our team. Mm, uh, word. We were definitely talking, talking asked about, him about it because he's not happy about it. So. Wait, wait. Who Aww. did you beat in here again? Uh, Pat. <clears throat> <clears throat> okay. <laughs> who else did you beat in here? Uh, in tennis. Sure. I didn't play anyone else in tennis yet. Okay, but now we. Ping there... pong's another story. 
Oh, oh. Table tennis. tennis. Yeah, for real tennis. Yeah, we're PC in here about the table tennis. Very yeah, PC come on, dude. Yeah. You don't want to offend people in this podcast. No. You don't want to offend anyone. Now, Listen. since you're a professional tennis player, does that make you a professional table tennis player as well? No. 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 Those are different. Very different. Just clarify. Very different. So, <laughs> I happen to like playing ping pong since I was little, so I'm decent at it. Uh, we had a tournament last month. I Recently, guess. what happened in that tournament? <clears throat> I took some people down. She mopped the floor with the competition. She destroyed everyone. She destroyed everyone. It was. Well, it that's because you weren't in the tournament, Chris. I was waiting on some challenges. You know? <laughs> she was. <laughs> she was. She was aggressive with respect that's to her not approach. True. Mm-hmm. Are you serious? Oh, a little bit. Yeah, you were Very effing serious. aggressive. I mean, you were. You got inside people's heads. Yeah, and I then mean, as the only girl in there, them. I gotta represent. Yeah. You know, only girl in the tournament. Yeah. See, you come in with that attitude. Yeah, you yeah. full blown destroyer mode. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. All right. So that's what I'm saying. Even, I didn't even I'm think about asking. gender in the endeavor. I mean, because hey, I don't, don't. I don't see don't things like right. that. Like <laughs> color, gender, please. I don't need that shit in my life. No. No. I don't know. I'd see the competition. Yeah. yeah. I see. I see prowess. Yeah. Gosh. <laughs> Skill. Things like that. Yeah. So I'm just saying, you're saying that you've been over here destroying people in table tennis. Yeah. I mean, what about Serena Williams? What about that, you know? Maybe I could take her in table tennis. I, I'm not so sure. But tennis, not so much. Mm. I like it. You I can like set that, that up. I can see that. Yeah. I heard that. You can set that up. I bet I could get that going on. You know, um, Serena Williams, she married the founder of Reddit. She did. Is that true? And They're a very rich family. <clears throat> Yeah. Loop, very true. The loop closes. Yeah, <laughs> she right founded. Uh, she she married the founder of Reddit. Alexis. Um, and we were talking about Reddit earlier today, right? So yeah. Reddit, uh, they recently or in in 2019, they're expected to break 100 million dollars in digital ad revenue, Good for them. which is phenomenal. It's moving from like 76 million in ad revenue in 2018, uh, with expectations to break a quarter of a billion dollars in 2021. Um, so uh, thanks for bringing up Serena yeah. Williams and her husband, <laughs> the founder of Reddit. I believe his name is Johnny Reddit. Uh, Johnny Reddit. So Serena Williams' Johnny last Reddit. name is actually Serena Reddit. Um, everybody knows this. I don't need to explain it to anybody because it's all over this. Sports Illustrated. Yeah. Um, right. mm-hmm. But one of the interesting aspects that I like about Reddit and, and, and from an advertising standpoint is when when you're engaging users online, and perhaps this isn't even going to go into this part of the podcast, but when you are engaging users online, you need to find a mechanism through which you can allow them to either, one, be impressed upon by the advertisement, or two, interact with said advertisement. Mm-hmm. And I believe that Reddit is a fantastic medium for someone to sit on and actually engage with that creative asset. Because you look at what am I predisposed to consuming uh, as I'm on Reddit. I'm not there looking up mortgage rates. I'm not there looking up cars. I'm not there looking at houses. I'm there killing time, man. Uh, That's all I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And if you show me that, I don't know, sweet-ass pair of sneakers that I was looking at on Reddit, I might actually click on that sweet pair of sneakers mm-hmm. and uh, go forward with it. And that's, uh, you know, kind of what's interesting is, you know, we, we, deal, we talk a lot about the right audience and targeting folks in the right time and that kind of jive. But um, I find that it's usually environmentally based that kind of predisposes one to engage with an ad asset. 
uh, at any given time. And I think Reddit's a fantastic medium for that, uh, assuming uh, you can find the right person for your wares. But neither here nor there. We were talking about Johnny Reddit and Serena Williams getting Johnny married, yeah. and you're going to whoop Serena Williams' ass. No, no. I wish. <laughs> Maybe. You already said that. You, already said you said that. True. Just throw it out there. We have it on Basically. Throw it out okay, there. You you're going to fuck her up. You recorded me, yeah. You're going to delete this out, right? <laughs> Edit it. Beat, beat, beat. Time want, will tell. I do not want them coming at me. <laughs> yeah, Serena Williams would mess me up. A lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a straight lot. up. Well, she, she won the Australian Open with the baby, and people were trying to say that she shouldn't get the title because it was two against one. She won the doubles, yeah. Well, was she <laughs> holding a baby and playing no, no. tennis? Because that could hurt the Surely baby. That's it's like a serious. kangaroo. No, she, she was pregnant. Damn. <laughs> you can't hold the baby. That's not legal. That's not legal? You can't, you can't play with two rackets. Wow, either. so tennis doesn't like people getting educated, and tennis doesn't like mothers. Yeah. Ruining lives. Why would you why, why would you go down tennis, this road? Man. Yeah. It sounds it sounds like a pretty vicious yeah, sport. Don't let your kids play tennis. I guess the law's passed. But I guess don't if you're do a, it. a nip this a in the person with multiple names and stuff, I mean sure, yeah, there you go, you know? Sure, yeah. I mean I, I called him shysty. He's gonna take I, that. I don't even know what that means. You know it's it, uh, you know shyst is uh Scheiße poop poop. Yeah, isn't that German? Scheiße. Aren't you German? Scheiße is shit and poop in German. In German. Yeah. Scheiße. Yeah. Speaking your native Scheiste tongue. Scheiße is like a I term to German. like say that somebody's like um Scheiße is uh, a shyster. Okay. Uh, so somebody's okay. like a fibber or mm -hmm. you know not generally truthful Swindler. things like that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So that's Chris. No, 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 no. We're talking about you no. right now, all right? <laughs> don't, don't put this back yeah, on don't us. Throw don't that put evil this at me. Back is it three against one? What is this? Uh, it's not no, three against I mean, anybody. obviously, it needs to be three against it's... one when we have somebody that's yeah, in here challenging names. Serena yeah. Williams. Three names over wow. here. Wow. <laughs> challenging major, major people. Yeah, major players. Major players. Mm -hmm. You're right. Chris isn't a shyster, he's a bamboozler. Yes. But everyone knows that. <laughs> so, to kind of. Chris McConnell. Bring bamboozler. our <laughs> listeners along. Mariana has a very interesting personality. She is one that, um, she's somebody who solves a problem regardless of the grind associated with it. And we are very much in appreciation of that um, at El Toro. Um, she was actually, she wasn't the first female that we brought into ad operations, but she's the first one that kind of came in and wasn't scared of smacking the shit out of somebody on the back of their head when they messed up. You're yeah. not wrong. Um, it's happened before. Go ask Nick. I, I slapped him in the face once. Oh, nice. I nice. I don't know if we can actually advertise that yeah, because that's yeah, kind of yeah, abusive yeah, in the workplace. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, maybe the tennis... It was accidental. Professional Tennis Association? Yeah, you were building yourself a bad rep, man. That's You're the PTA, right? The PTA <laughs> would not shine on that. The, the PTA, sure. We'll, we'll go with that. Professional Tennis Association. It's, that's yeah, what you guys get paid Women's Tennis right? Association? WTA. Wow. We're gonna we're gonna differentiate we're gonna differentiate among females <laughs> and male. Are you serious? How antiquated is this business? Can you of believe tennis? this? Yeah, can you believe this? Sport? Yeah. I mean, I don't even see dragging gender. down the civil conversations we're trying yeah. to have. We're here, we're sitting here. <laughs> we're trying to be progressive thought leaders in the space. Right. And you're sitting here talking about men's and women's tennis. When for Serena whoever Williams is listening to this, these Rafael are how my Nadal. days go. Yeah, I, this is what I hear all day. Just sure. gotta take it, you know. Just so, let it happen. <laughs> so you have an interesting story, Mari. Um, you are a Brazilian national, and right. you sometimes travel on a German passport. I don't get it. Uh, <laughs> Doesn't even recognize German language, apparently. Yeah, no, I know a few words. Uh, yeah. But 
I mean, you are a multilingual individual that came into this business not really knowing a ton about the online ad space, yeah. but you do understand a shit ton <laughs> about economics. So the supply and demand curve. I got that down. Mario gets the yield it. Curve. Got lots um, of those too. Economic indicators. Wow, you know a lot of big words, huh? <laughs> Price <laughs> <least> elasticity. <laughs> Negative externalities. <laughs> we are. We, there That's is so much favorite. intelligence in this room. <laughs> Gosh. Wicked yeah. smart. We've read the books. <laughs> <laughs> All of them. Yeah. So, you know, you, you came into an interesting perspective. Um, you were approaching graduation. You were interviewing with a totally unrelated company to El Toro. At I wasn't time, even interviewing. I was just meeting with the guy. Nah, man. He sent me here. We, we got a call. I actually, do you know how I ended up here? I would love to hear the story. So, yeah, I was to late to class talk. one day. Okay. Running in my athletic you were, I'm gear. I'm sorry, were you late, late to class? Late to class. Okay. Late to class. Very irresponsible of you. Very. Being I'm late. always responsible. I can't believe you were late. I know. I, first time ever. So, <laughs> anyways, late to class. Running in my athletic gear, because that's all we wear. I had I was just left practice. And someone stopped me in the hallway. And I thought I was back in high school, about to get in trouble for being late to class. And this Which guy you should have been. I, I know. I should have. Should have been punished right then and there. But this guy asked me <laughs> if I played Yo, a sport. And I just said, yeah, I play tennis. Like, oh, I'm the dean of the business school. Like, oh, cool. Like, nice to meet you. And ended up carrying on a conversation for about 20 minutes. Turns out I didn't go to class. You know, I was already late. Didn't make it. But this guy said... We'll cut that out. We'll cut that out. Come, <laughs> all good. <laughs> I graduated. I'm done. <laughs> uh, come meet with me and ended up going to meet with him. He sent me to the CEO of PNC um, just to ch talk to him and chat and kind of see what I wanted to do with my future. As I'm there talking to this guy, he looks from the PNC tower. It's pretty high. He points at El Toro. He goes, have, have you heard about them? No, I haven't. I mean, I'm an econ major, recently moved to Louisville. You're at the top of, top of some tower like Bruce top Wayne or something? Top of some tower, and this guy's pointing at El Toro. He goes, I'm about to call their, their founder right now, and I'm going to see if we can get you an interview. I was like, all right. Calls Dan or Stacy. I'm not even sure who he called. And he said, yeah, send her over. Called me. To. He called you. Yeah. Did he? Mm -hmm. No, he sure I didn't call did. Dave Stadler. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sent me over. I drove over here, and I interviewed. So I knew nothing about the company, brought my resume. They asked me questions, and somehow I'm, I'm And I, I interviewed you that day. You did? Um, do, you, do you even remember that? I do. I do. I remember it well. They were just testing me to see if they could piss me off. Why do you say that? Wow. They were. What if they were just asking you interview questions? No, no, no. They were, they were trying to push my buttons. Because they were like, you're going to be in there with a bunch of guys. We need to see if you can take this. Very true. Very true. You... I don't remember doing that. See? Yeah. You asked me about seven times, what makes you mad? <laughs> this is your question. I remember it vividly. That's I was fair. like, I feel like I got a question. Not much. I'm like, oh, no. I was looking like, for so consistency I... in response. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Interesting. A couple of logic questions. Because, I, I mean, you couldn't really interview me asking what, how much I knew about the company because I hadn't heard about the company until mm -hmm. that moment, so mm -hmm. it was kind of a different different interview in that sense, yeah. But when old Chuck gives you a call and says, hey, there's a young lady here that would be perfect for your organization, all right, Chuck. They took me, yeah. Send her over. <laughs> and we chatted with her for a little while, and we were like, yeah, she's cut from our claw. Mm -hmm. That's okay. Mm -hmm. Um... 
Well, I mean, that's tough on you, friend. <laughs> um, but no, we uh, we brought Mario onto the team. Um, I think we told you we were interested at that time, yep. but I, I don't know if it was all set up in stone at that time. No, juncture. I mean, I, I still had we school, had and time. we were going to have to figure out the timing and the schedule. Gross. Yeah, I know. I was an <laughs> intern, and three days of the week I'd be here, two days of the week I'd be in school. And that's actually very tough when you're trying to cha- yeah. train for a position and you're coming in with, like, a total incoming class. Challenging Serena Williams. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can't work two days out of the week. I know, you're too busy. yeah. The sport. Not understanding German. <laughs> you know, you English very is busy. hard sometimes, too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, come on. English is so easy. Oh, yeah. Easy. Give yeah, me a break. Born into it. <laughs> <laughs> easy yeah. language. Sure. Like a no. fish thing in what water? What water? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. But Mariana has an interesting and eclectic background uh, that has led her into El Toro. Uh, she is one of the folks that tends to get us... Um, very well organized uh, in the ad operations room, and we welcome that instruction. Um, so, Mariana, thank you. Thank you for joining us today yeah, no on the problem. podcast. Thanks for having and me. Uh, we hope you have a pleasant afternoon. <laughs> you I'll take, too. I'll take you back to Home Depot real quick. Jews <laughs> <laughs> at PNC Tower doing an interview in the CEO's office. Yeah, talking to like a Bruce Wayne figure, you know? <laughs> Overlooking the city. Ominously. Yeah, exactly. There's where you belong. That's cool. That just visually in my mind as she was talking about that, I'm like, yeah, that that's a really impressive visual. It's cool to hear similar, uh, someone coming in and not knowing what this company was about, too. It's cool to hear that, you know what I mean? Because I was the same way. I had no fucking idea what yeah. I was walking into. Yeah, but you were walking into a legitimate job interview that you applied for. <laughs> yeah, right. And she was recommended right. and to I'm us walk- by somebody across town that was like, hey, immediately leave here and go to this company right. that you don't know anything about. Uh-huh. Trust me, it's the right move. Yeah, it's wild, wild, totally different context. Like Hardcore recommendation and me coming into like, uh, it's back here, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> back I here, mean, behind here. It's up the freight elevator. Yeah, I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> and they're like, go by yourself, go alone. You weren't involved in mine. Mm-mm. No. From my perspective, mine yeah. was bizarre. Yeah, tell me. Because the takeaway was it's a done deal. The interview is more about, okay, so do you know this and do you know this and do you know this? And So you felt that the interview was a done deal. Yeah. It it requires you, context. I'm familiar with the context, but our but, listeners yeah, may yeah. definitely not. And for the younger people, this is something that I would advise you to pay close attention to. A, be as awesome as you can be wherever. B, never burn a bridge. Never burn a bridge. Found advice. When Rich found out that I was looking for a job, his past experience sitting next to me for like five years in the trenches. It was just he and I. Um, I earned the uh, endorsement. And it's a legitimate one. I mean, this is, I've worked in a lot of... And I'm 41. I've worked at a lot of places. I've seen a lot of stuff. Young people don't have... Hold to up. Eat. You would never know that Jeremy is 41 if yeah, you met no, Jeremy. You really would Just point that out. Um, I, the first time I met you, I thought you were 30 at most. Yeah, He's a very young-looking 41-year-old dude. It's very strange. Haven't been a partier. Stayed out of the sun. 
Um, Stay out of the sun, kids. You hear it? <laughs> Don't drink alcohol. <laughs> Try not to smoke cigarettes. Nick, I'll sign off on that one. I'm trying. I'm working on it. But you know, when you're when you're at a job, you're doing a lot more than making bank. You're developing a reputation. You're developing a character um, that the people you're working with carry with them. In my entire work history, I've only gotten one job that didn't involve an insider. Somebody to vouch for you. Um, I'm the same. You, but you have to earn that. It's not like, hey, I want to get my friend this job. Yeah, I'm, the, I'm the same. I got here the same way. I got here the same way. Yeah. It, when, when you're young, you don't bring a great deal to the table. But what you can bring to the table is a work ethic even if you're hating it, mm-hmm. even if you're hating it, you're developing a track record that sticks with people, and those are the people that will help you in the future, and you're going to help them too. This, this is how this works. Um, you're other, learning about networking and yeah. social networking. <laughs> but but the that, master. But from the personal perspective, it's your performance that produces whether the network has value at all, and. That's something I didn't really consider at the time. I just happened to have done a good job. Now I see, man, you lucked out. You just happened to have not let your attitude get the best of you. Mm. And I see a lot of people let their attitude get the best of them and For like sure. slam dunk, torch the, the entire thing, leave with as bad a, an impression on everybody's minds as possible. That will hurt you in the future. Oh, yeah. And I've seen people exit situations in a totally ill-informed and crass manner. It's mm. like, who gave you advice to to break up with a company via whatever mechanism you did through and mm-hmm. not provide proper notice? And I mean, mm-hmm. it, you know, a company owes you money, you owe them work. You know, on the surface, there's really nothing else that exists. However... Um, you know, while an employer can't give a negative referral, they cannot give a referral. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. that's another point is that mm-hmm. that I'd make having seen a lot of people that have exited and in a blaze of personal glory, as I'm sure they saw it. <laughs> yeah, they don't even know when it costs them in the future, so they can't even learn from it down the road. They don't even oh, they realize don't. that people are no screw this guy. This is a bad choice. You never hear that. Just be awesome all the time. And it's taken you great lengths, man. I couldn't imagine whatever trenches you and Rich, who I, you know, people know Rich has been on here before, I couldn't imagine like safer trenches. You know what I mean? If I was, if I learned that, yeah, 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 no, no, all of our servers be running by Jeremy and Rich, I'd be like, okay, well, then we are beyond good. We're going to we be fine. Beyond good. And now we've got, well, you know, Steve in that mix as well. And it's like, I feel, you know, very confident with you guys running the charge mm-hmm. uh, in those endeavors. And like you said, just keeping a good rapport with people, you work well with the guy. You know what I mean? You work well with people. Yeah. And I'm not a people person. No. They, people exhaust me. I hate people. No. They And I'll tell you what's funny is because here I come in and I'm like, work, 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 work. And younger guys like to kind of cut up and tease and, you know, prank a little bit. And I'm like, dude, I'm doing something. Yeah. I'm, I'm not that age anymore and um well you fool them with your looks sir you fool them. <laughs> hey you know it's my turn i love when i get carded 
Oh, I bet you do. I especially love when I get carded and they have an attitude about it. You, know, uh-huh. you don't look 41. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, but you know, the kids that were picking on me in middle school, they look like hell now. And yeah. now we have Facebook. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a, it, it evens out in the end. I look back on my past interactions and say, yep, mm-hmm. I'm better. <laughs> <laughs> you, on the other hand, you might not be. Yeah. Karma's weird. That's all you can strive to do, yeah. Try to be able to look back on your past and say, okay, I've improved from that. I never, you know, I, I was never malicious. I'm not a mean person. You know, and quite frankly, it's not because I'm a good person. It's because I'm too self-absorbed to be messing with other people. Straight up. Right? Yeah. So yeah. it's it's not yeah, like... It ain't about you. It's about me. Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> I am. I'm yeah. self-centered. I am open about it. I am not so much comfortable with it, but when you know what you're capable of and you know you have limited time... Boom. So, yeah, I agree with you 100%. I mean, it's one of those things. You've got one reputation. Mm -hmm. You better make sure that people remember you and your reputation in a positive light. Hard to earn, easy to burn. Easy Mm -hmm. to burn. That's a rush lyric. Yours is one that preceded you for... And it actually preceded you before you had been on the job hunt. Um, as somebody who was on the inside looking out, your reputation preceded you, and we were forewarned about your future impending availability. So, um, I thought that was interesting. Um, but kids that might be listening, do not burn bridges. Do not. Do not leave an organization in a flight of passion. Um, Don't take a fire hose to the server room. <laughs> Man, that hardcore. <laughs> that would be shitty. I'll burn a hole. That would be a yeah, very woo! shitty thing that is likely criminally liable. Mm. Yeah, but it, 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 I understand how adolescently satisfying the idea of that mm. kind of behavior is. Believe me. I do it verbally every so often but the quote that sticks with me when it comes to this that summarizes it is actually from total recall you are what you do damn you do man you are what you do yeah as far as the outside world is concerned it may not be the actual you but in terms of this you are what you do in the minds of others 